Well, I'll start, and we'll just go from there. Um, oh, wait, I guess I should record this. I don't know if Bob's recording or not. Okay, as everybody knows, we're discussing the book Yesterday by Fern Michaels. And let's just start the way we usually do and go around and see what everybody thought about the book. Okay, I'll go first. I hope I don't hurt anybody's feelings, but I did not like this book. Uh, and and my problem with it was it just it just was so it just seemed way too long there there didn't seem to be any kind of tension in the story at all it was like reading a bunch of people i didn't care about's diaries and stuff and they kept going on and on about all the stuff that happened when they were young and i kept kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop but it just never did really drop and it just uh uh it, it could have been like I don't know how long it was. Maybe it was 12, 10 or 11 hours, but it seemed like it had been better at about three hours because it really only seemed to kind of pick up steam after uh, that character that was so selfish uh, woke up from her, from her coma. And then it kind of got maybe a little bit interesting then, but I was so sick of it by then, you know, I didn't really care. And, uh, it just, I, I, I don't know, it just, it just did not have much story, I didn't think. And I, I didn't really like any of the characters. And, you know, I thought it was kind of, it was a little bit sneaky because I liked Bodie, was that his name? Bodie? I liked him, but I don't think they even told us he was black until it got, like, like way, way, way into the book and stuff. Which, you know, I guess that's her prerogative and stuff. But, or maybe they made a reference to it and I just missed it, but... uh I don't know. It just it just seemed like it, it, they did some sneaky stuff like that, and it just it just was a uh, it it just had no tension at all. I didn't think it was just it was just kind of a big yawn. All right, thanks. Well, I'm going to get on the other side. I sort of this is Carla Hayes. Um, I liked the book. I will say it was a little difficult for me to get through because um, I um, had a brother that went into a coma. And um, it started to bring back some very unpleasant memories of going to the hospital and trying to get him to come out of the coma. And um, I was I was just getting too emotional at some point. I, at some points, I didn't know if I was going to be able to finish the book. But I thought that there was a lot of tension in the book because um, there was underlying tension between the friends. And um, I really enjoyed the memories of yesterday because that's what made the book coalesce. Uh, the memories that started really the story and the, the human dynamics uh, in the book. And um, I, I thought that most of the characters were pretty well developed, if, if you don't mind my saying. Bodie was my favorite. Bodie and Pearl were my two favorite characters. The rest of them were almost too flawed in some ways. I mean, there were times I could have shaken, uh, well, I could have shaken Callie. I mean, she was just so selfish and such a little prima donna. Um, and then um, I didn't like when, <laughs> and there were even times that I could have shaken um, Bree and, and, um, and Sila. Um, because, I don't know, there were times they just acted so immature, but I liked Bodie, and I liked Pearl, and I liked the judge, and um, 
and it did have a surprise ending. I think it almost, um, and I liked Hatch, too. I think it almost unraveled too quickly at the end, if you know what I mean. There was just so much tension for so long, and it um, it was just like um, dropping off a cliff and everything changed. But otherwise, and I think the narrator did a good job, too. So I think I'll shut up now and let somebody else talk. This is one of Fern Michael's earlier books, and... Um, there, this was a standalone, but if you read some of her other series, like, um, the Kentucky series, she writes a lot of series with families, and there's the, there's Kentucky Heat, Kentucky Rich, and Kentucky Sunrise, I think it is, and then there's another branch of the family in... Las Vegas, and it's Vegas Heat, Vegas Rich, Vegas Sunrise, and then there's another branch in Texas. And there's a fourth book in there that's Texas Fury, and the others are all Texas Heat, Texas Rich, and Texas Sunrise, and they're all different branches of a family, and some of these same characters hatch, for one, appears in some of those books, but... This one was one of her earlier ones, and I have to agree with Carla. I thought there was tension there, and yeah, Mama Pearl and Bodie were, I thought, the two best characters. Um, and I just lost my train of thought, but anyway... I thought they were the two best characters, and it was the in a way it was kind of sad at the end because they found they realized they all wanted yesterday, and that was the recurring theme, but then, in the end, they discovered they didn't want yesterday anymore because of all the the lies and the deceit that they had lived with and didn't realize until all the secrets came out about Bodie and Callie. And it was... I obviously liked it because it was... I recommended it, but, you know, this this is one of her earlier books. So I just wanted to point that out that you know if you didn't like this one she has so many out there that you might like other ones i wonder if people are having problems with the uh the client because it's everybody's very very quiet and i don't see anybody trying to get the microphone i see barb o'connor's name on here and uh i know jill didn't read it i don't think so that's probably why she's being quiet and uh we know Jenny's having some problems, so... Okay, I'll be quiet now. I'm just being quiet because I had my say for a while, and I don't want to hog the conversation. I'm anxious to hear what other people have to say. I know Barb Corner doesn't have a mic, so if you have anything you want to say, you can type it in, and maybe um, we can read it. I saw Jenny tried to grab the mic, 
but I know she's using the, <laughs> the client on her iPod, so uh, that could be uh, it's anybody's guess is how that's going to go. Let's back away, and then Jenny will back away, and you can try to get in again. Okay, well, um, one of the things that I liked was at the beginning the letter that Fern Michaels wrote explaining how she came up with the title for this book. And I thought that was kind of neat that she, it stayed with her. She heard an interview with Natalie Woods and she, the interviewer asked Natalie Wood what she wanted, what else she could have wanted. And she said, I want yesterday. And Fern Michaels said that that stayed with her for years until she could, write a book about it and I kind of thought that was a neat premise for a book anybody want to throw anything out there well I'll just say I've got a bias about uh, the whole yesterday concept because because I think uh, we need to uh, focus on today and and what's ahead of us uh, and I think anybody, you know, pining for yesterday is like wasting their time because you can't go back. So I think that's probably influenced uh, my take on the book. And uh, uh, I got tired of listening to them saying, oh, yeah, I wish we could go back to yesterday, yada, yada, yada. And uh, uh, it just it just didn't do it for me. And uh, and like I said earlier, I just. They, they I mean, I liked I liked Bodie pretty good. And I liked Pearl pretty good. Uh, but it just, it seemed like it kept, they kept going over the same ground over and over and over again. That's why I kept saying, I thought, I thought it was way too long, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've hammered on it enough. By the same token, at the end, you noticed they, um, sort of came to your conclusion when, um, they said that they weren't going to dwell, like, I think it was Bodie that wasn't going to dwell on yesterday. He was dwelling more on tomorrow. He did um, sell the house or give the house to Arquette. He did um, um, finally uh, tell Bree that he loved her, and he he finally um, got out of the rut. And maybe um, one function of the book seeming to be long had to show us that there was indeed a rut. If it hadn't been long enough, uh, maybe we wouldn't have seen its ruddiness. And there were a lot of character dynamics. You did have to work hard, I think, on this book in some um, sense as well. I guess, as I said, part of my problem was having to work hard with the coma. I was just, I don't know, I i didn't really, uh, I don't know, when they all ganged up on Callie when she was in the coma. I just, I don't know, that, that part of it and just the, the coma part was the hardest part for me to take but again that was personal reasons um, and I, I think there was a lot of symbolism too in the book that, that came through um, and Pearl was just such a multi-dimensional character with her uh, you know she I like the way she prayed and said uh, this is Pearl from Park Manor all that um, and um, to the Lord I thought that was sort of quaint and yet she was doing all these sort of um, um, I don't want to say witchcraft sort of things, but superstitious sort of things. And she um, she just um, loved so sacrificially, and so did Bodhi. And I guess I was a little um, 
impatient with Sila and, and with um, with Bree for just um, you know bashing poor old Bodie. He made a lot of sacrifices for all of them, and um, I don't know. But uh, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I didn't like last month's book. In fact, I, I couldn't even finish it. I, I found it so bad. So there are books that we all like and dislike. And one thing that's the beauty of these groups is they expose us to books that we usually don't read. And it, it makes us more rounded um, people because I would never read romance books before. I'd never read certain types of books. And now I am reading them. And I think they're making me a better person. You don't have to like them all, though. All right. Thank goodness my computer finally loaded up. Huh. That TC conference definitely needs some work on the iPod and iPhone or whatever. They need to work on that iOS one. Anyway, um, as far as the book goes, you know, I I think I liked it for the most part. Um, I was a bit confused by certain things in it, but um, I found the storyline pretty intriguing. I mean, I wanted to find out what happened, and, you know, um, I did care about some of the characters, and... Um, and and so that was cool. Um, and the narrator was really good, and I I found it to be an interesting book. Um, I guess I'll just talk about what kind of confused me about it. Um, I guess I didn't understand this thing about Bodhi being black but really being white. I mean, either I mean I could understand maybe like a blind person not knowing if somebody was black or white, but it seemed kind of odd to me that. Like, I mean, I guess he could have been fair-skinned, but I don't know. That, that that part of it just didn't make any sense to me. Like, I mean, if he, I don't know. I mean, you think if he was black, they were saying he was black, but yet he, he was white. You know, you think they'd say, okay, well, you look white. I don't know. That, that part of it was just sort of strange to me. Um, the other thing I didn't understand was, like when they brought all those kids, the kids over in the first place, it, I, I guess maybe they wanted um, Callie to play with kids that they wanted to help people that were less fortunate or something, and that's why they brought the poor kids over in the first place. Um, and then I kind of felt like at the beginning of the book, Callie was more multidimensional, and then near the end of the book, it's kind of like she needed to wrap it up. <laughs> So she she started to make her be more one-dimensional. Um, all of a sudden, she was, like, selfish and blah, blah, blah. But at the beginning of the book, she didn't seem so bad. Um, okay, I mean, she, you know, she was kind of in her own thing, but I don't know. She she didn't seem all that bad. But at the end of the book, she was just totally, wow. Um, now, that could have been the coma. I mean, the traumatic brain injury, I mean, that might have, you know... Um, did something to her mind or something, but that that was kind of weird. Um, and then the fact that she was actually black and here Bodhi was white, I don't know, that, that whole part just was weird. Um, I guess in some ways I didn't understand why it had to make such a big difference, but then again, I guess we are talking about the South, and it was in the 80s, and, and I don't know, I think maybe it still kind of exists, except it's more covert, you know, racism and that sort of thing, but... Um, I don't know, there were some weird dynamics, and I guess I want to ask Alan, since, you know, he's from the South, I mean, are there really um, people that, you know, get that close to, um, 
I mean that that like they they have these maids or whatever, and they basically raise the kids. I mean, is that real even up into like the eighties and it's the seventies and the eighties and that kind of thing? I mean, I know what happened like way back when, but anyway, um, those are just some of my thoughts. So, and I'm I'm really sorry about all this stuff that's going on with my computer, but hopefully we'll be able to get it fixed. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, there there was a lot of you, you probably read the book The Help. I think, uh, and well, that, that, well, that, of course, that was t- that took place in the '60s, but th- th- there was a time period where a lot of uh, probably a lot of white kids from upper middle class and upwards probably were raised by uh, black uh, house servants and stuff. But uh, uh, I think you're right to be confused about the whole thing with Bodie because I, as I was getting the, the story. I think Buddy must have been dark-skinned, but the author felt compelled because he was fathered by a white man to say that he was white. So I, I don't know where she was coming off with that, because I'm not really sure that, that makes a difference when, you, when you've got mixed blood like that. But, uh, uh, and then she was, uh, uh, and I don't know why, why Buddy was all of a sudden called white, and then Callie was called black, because... As I got the storyline, they each had one white parent. I don't think it really matters whether it's the man or the woman, but uh, uh, <laughs> I thought that was kind of confusing, too. And I also agree with you. Callie was like a, a totally different person in the end, so uh, uh, I don't really think that was attributed to the comb. I think she was just trying to wrap the story up, and uh, it was just easier to make her one-dimensional toward the end. But, uh, yeah. Callie, even in the beginning, there were small signs, but if you weren't watching for them, it didn't, it kind of snuck up on you because in the beginning, she was always the little princess and the one that everybody kind of bowed to and catered to. And if she wanted something, they went above and beyond to get it. And look at all the times they didn't want her to know how poor they really were and Bodie and Bree did a lot sacrificially you know they made a lot of sacrifices and they made sure that she got what she wanted and then with the wedding and she was going to have this big fancy wedding and then she decided she wasn't she didn't want to get married and she said it was because of pearl later but it kind of at the end when she was being so selfish it like i said it kind of snuck up on you because in the beginning you could see she was the one they all catered to she was they treated her like the princess and she was the little rich kid supposedly always with the nice clothes and the the living on the big plantation and having everything she wanted so yeah at first that kind of blew me away but then i started thinking about it and he made the their father made Bodie always promised to be kind to her and that part about the Bodie and Callie's skin color that confused me a little bit too but I don't know can if you have one parent that's white I guess for some people one 
would show maybe maybe they were lighter skinned or something, fairer skinned, so it was harder to tell, but that part was a little confusing. But Callie's attitude toward the, her biological parents in the end was just horrible. Well, the other thing I don't understand is, um, okay, so they went and they bought Callie for like $50, but, I mean, didn't the husband, wouldn't the husband have known that she wasn't pregnant? I mean, wouldn't the husband know that all of a sudden there's this baby that pops out out of nowhere? Um, that, that part was weird, too. Um, <laughs> I didn't understand it. I mean... Did the mother even know that Callie wasn't her real child? Well, she must have. Um, but I don't know. That part was really weird because I thought, wait a minute now. This takes nine months. I mean, how did you manage to pull that one off? That one was weird. See, there were things that she put in there that, you know, it would have been better if she would have just left them out because they didn't make much sense to me anyway. But um, I only read the book once, so maybe I'm missing things. Well, I mean, you're bringing out some good points because that was part of the reason I didn't like the book. It's kind of like the first five hours of it went on and on and on about them being kids and this and that and the other and just on and on and on and on. It droned. And then it was like she threw all this other crap in at the end that really didn't even make any sense. I mean, like you're saying stuff, uh, oh, well, you know, she was really born to this other family altogether and they sold her for $50, so... Uh, I think I'll just throw that in to make the plot interesting, but it, it's going to be kind of hard to uh, to think it all through uh, in terms of how to, how to make it all fit because it just it felt like there was a lot of that going on toward the end to me, but uh, uh, and and the whole thing I think I made the point about Bodie earlier. I, I don't think they told us he was black at the beginning, did they? Uh, I, I'm trying to remember. I, I don't think anybody answered me yet on that. They told us that about four or five hours into it, it seemed like. And uh, I, I don't know, you know, whatever. I didn't like the book, so I, I don't like a lot of these points you're making as well. I mean, I don't, I'm agreeing with you. No, you're right. That was the other thing that was weird is all of a sudden Bodie was black. I mean, she didn't say that at the beginning. Of the <laughs> and then all of a sudden it came out, and I'm like, oh, okay, um, that's nice. It was weird. Yeah, that, that part was weird, too. You know, you can tell that it was one of her earlier books. I'm sure as an author, she did evolve, you know, a lot more. Um, because, yeah, there are just things. Of course, you know, I analyze things to death. So, um, anyway. Um, but I, I did, as far as one of the characters, I, I did really like Pearl. Um, I think everybody was really nice to Callie because of Pearl. Um I guess in some ways I didn't understand, you know, why she didn't go on and, and have her own life. But I guess, you know, maybe she that, that raising the kids was her life, and they were in some ways the baby she never had. So, um, you know, I guess she stayed for that reason, um, and that was really nice. Um, and I, I liked the way that everybody was there, you know, at her funeral and stuff, and and that. She was she was one of my favorite characters. Um, Pearl was. I really liked her. Yeah, I liked her too. And I kind of started to suspect that Bodie had been born to Callie's the man who was 
supposedly not to Mr. Parker anyway. I kind of suspected that Bodhi was actually his son, but the whole thing was, that whole part did seem contrived where, you know, how did, how would Callie, how would the mother not have known that Callie wasn't her child and, you know, this whole pretense. And yeah, this book, there, there are other books that are, better written than this one things do come to a thing things are just better explained and um like i said she writes a lot of series she does write some suspense that i particularly don't care for but i like some of her other ones this wasn't one of my favorites but because it was a standalone i thought it would be better for our group anyway well my favorite character was hatch and i think that was because he was only in it you know after things kind of started getting interesting and there wasn't a lot of wasted time uh with him in it and uh he was obviously a nice guy and stuff and uh i I liked him and and, you know i was liking sila you know i liked their relationship and stuff so I, i i did like i did like that part and maybe somebody can explain this to me why was it that, that Bodie ran away? Did she ever really explain why Bodie ran away to to, to Santa Fe? Uh, uh, were we supposed to believe that he was in love with Callie or, or, or not? Because I never really got the sense that, that, that he was in love with her. And uh, I'm not really sure. I mean, she had decided she wasn't going to marry that Wynn guy. So... Uh, I, I found that I found that a little confusing too. But maybe y'all can explain to me why y'all think she, she uh, Bodie left uh, and, and left South Carolina to go to New Mexico. Yes, Hatch. She was one of my favorite characters too. You know what I really liked about him? He was a rich person, and yet he wasn't a jerk. You know, you don't meet many people in books that are rich and actually nice. I mean, you just don't. You know, usually they're jerks. They do icky things, and, you know, they're like the most villainous people. But what I really liked about Hatch is he was a rich, generous guy. He was a deep thinker. Oh, he was cool. And I loved the relationship that Hatch and Bodie had with each other. And as far as running away, you know... I didn't really understand that one either, um, except for I think he was he didn't want to stick around and see Pearl go away, maybe, huh? Maybe that's why he ran away? I think that might be why, but I'm not really sure. I think that might have been part of it, but I think he was also confused because I think in, on some level he thought that he loved Callie, but he also loved Bree, and I think Bree was the one that he loved more, and he didn't want to, maybe he saw, because the plan was that he was going to, Callie was going to work with him, and maybe he was, even though he didn't want to see her true colors, because remember Hatch and everybody kept telling him, you need to stop, you know, she's not the person you seem to think she is, and Maybe he felt that he needed to escape her and he didn't want to watch Pearl leave or 
grow older and possibly die. And plus, he really loved Bree, but he didn't want to admit that to himself. And he knew that Bree would be back for the wedding. Because remember, he he was going to leave. He wasn't going to be there for the wedding. And Bree was the one that he really loved. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That that whole thing with her was kind of weird too. She was really depressed, and um, then it seemed like she got over that one once she. Well, I suppose once you get back home and stuff, you know, you can sort of get beyond it. So I guess in a way, it was helpful for her to go for that. So that was good. Well, I like cheese, so I like the name Brie. But the other thing I thought was a little odd, I never really understand, I never really understood, these people were all supposed to be so close, and, you know, they went on and on and on and on about that. I mean, that was the first, you know, seven hours of the book and stuff. Uh, I didn't really understand why Pearl didn't want them to let Bodie know that, Callie was in a coma. It just really didn't make a lot of sense to me because, I mean, they, they were like raised like brother and sister almost, and uh, it just—I don't know. It just—I just, I just had a whole lot of problems. A lot of the stuff just really didn't make sense. It just really didn't click for me in terms of how it's like she threw all this stuff in in, the, in a blender, and none of it really made any sense. And she was doing it just, and then she tried to un, you know. Uh, come up with with a concoction that you know that, that made an edible dish at the end I, I just wasn't having any i think um pearl knew that Bodie was confused about callie and brie and who he really loved more and pearl also knew callie's true colors and i think she wanted Bodie to live his own life and get settled and established before and because she knew that he would probably drop everything and come running because he was the one that always tried to save them in the past if something needed done he did it if they needed money for something he tried to find a way to do it and I think that was her way as much as she wanted to see him herself as much as Pearl wanted to see Bodie herself, she really wanted him to break away and have a chance to live his own life. She knew he would be back eventually, but she also knew how confused he was about Callie, and she knew his her true colors, and she knew Bodie. I, I just think it was her way of trying to let him live his own life. Carla, Barb, anybody have any thoughts? We haven't heard from either of you for a while. I don't think Jill said anything either, unless she was the one who was first talking when I was on my dumb old TC client on the iPod. I didn't read the book. Well, I was just going to say, Randy, that I felt that um, Pearl didn't want Bodie to know because I think she was protecting Bodie and... And she did, as you said, um, she she wanted him to lead his own life and not to have any, any guilt or any, um, you know, to sacrifice his career for 
um, for for Callie, and because I think you know she knew, as you said, her true colors. But there was also this thing of um, would Callie come out of it, and and I think the reason he ran ran away is because of his confusion in the first place. And I think it was Pearl's way of just giving him the chance to to break away and grow up and well not necessarily grow up but to get away and to grow um, what I want to say and to to live his own life so um, that's what I think the whole thing was about and I did find it very very um, disturbing when uh, they were such good friends and just to watch everything just sort of come unravel and see how they fight and everything but I can tell you from personal experience that if um, if somebody's in a coma and I've been through this and you go to visit around the clock and you and you go in there and you oh, I'm sorry I'm starting to get emotional you go in there and you talk to him and you you try to get them to come come to um, and uh, it's just very long wearying days and sometimes you snap and, and you say things you don't mean and you fight with each other and it's, it's very very difficult and I think she did a good job of, of, of getting that part of it across and I think that I'm glad we're finished with this book because I just got too emotionally involved oh I'm sorry about that I heard you talking about that at the beginning and you know, I'm sorry about that. Um, anyway, I, I guess what I wanted to say about um, as far as after the coma, I, I can understand where you're coming from as far as getting frustrated and fighting, and, and I understand the tough love approach, but I don't know. I mean, if somebody was coming out of a coma, I guess the last thing I would do is be really mean to them <laughs> Um, I mean, especially when she was coming out. I don't know. It's just some of the things they said were just like, wow, um, mean, nasty. Um, I guess, you know, you'll say anything, but I don't know. I, I just I just don't know if how realistic that, that part really was. Um, to the extent of the meanness and nastiness, I just thought was really sad. Um, because, I mean, the poor girl, you know, I mean, she had been through an ordeal. Uh, I don't know. I I really kind of felt for her then when they were being all mean to her and stuff. Um, because, you know, I mean, geez, I can't imagine going through that at all. Yeah, that part seemed very contrived to me. And, Carla, I'm sorry you had a hard time reading this book. Um but yeah, that that one that part did seem contrived. I don't think anybody would be mean to somebody coming out of a coma. I think they'd be cheering and doing a happy dance, not being mean to them. Hi guys, sorry to be late. Uh, we're recovering from our cruise <laughs> that we had. Yeah, I thought that was contrived too. I thought they were really, I know what they were trying to do, get her angry coming out and all that, but that was very mean. She got even with them later by calling them all white trash, but I don't think it connected the two. Um, if I may take a moment, uh, I like the book, though. It, Ruth, uh, Ruth Ann did, too. She's unavailable here. But Fern Michaels, you know, is very interesting. I guess my question is, when was this book written? They had cars. And yet it alludes back to the plantation, you know, Mammy, Mama Pearl, and uh, the plantation 
and uh, so forth. And I guess they're trying. Fred Michaels is trying to say you can never recapture yesterday. I gather. I'm not sure when it was written. I'll let somebody else answer that. But I was going to say, I think they were just being ugly to try to get her to wake up. I think once she woke up from the coma, they were nice then. But I think they were just trying to. Uh, to, to jar her and to, and they kept saying you know we've got a secret we're not going to tell you to try to to try to get down into her psyche and stuff uh, where they thought she could hear and supposedly she could hear them but uh, uh, anyway let somebody else answer when it was written the copyright date is ninety five this I this is one of her earlier ones and like I said before. She evolves as a writer as she goes along, and some of her hatch appears in some of her other books. There's a series of books that are about a a family. It's a branch of, it's a family, and they're scattered between Texas, Las Vegas, and Kentucky. And Hatch appears in the Kentucky series. He may be in some of the other ones too, but um. Yeah, this one was written in 95. Well, they were talking about CD players, so um, it had to at least be, I think, in the 80s. And then um, they were talking about computer. I mean, they didn't say, like, email or anything like that. But um, So, I, yeah, I, I bet it was in the 90s. See, that's the other thing that seemed kind of strange, because you're right. They were talking about the plantation and all that, and I started thinking, geez, I mean, is this book, you know, written before... You know, I mean, is this book written in a different time? But no, I think it was written in the 90s. Then Kelly was in denial or what? I mean, a lot of blacks tried to pass, of course, in those days. We saw movies occasionally about it. But she considered Pearl then black trash. Is that the deal that Pearl's my servant? That was the way it is, even though she always said, I love you, Mama Pearl or Pearl. Couldn't call her Mama Pearl, but. Um, then uh, Kelly is going to go through life with Wynn, who's nuts, um, and go through life um, pretending she's white until she has her first kid who may be black, correct? Well, I guess the kid maybe could be sort of white like her. I mean, I guess I guess we really don't know. Um, <laughs> I know, yeah, that's, that's true. Um, and yeah, I think she did think that Pearl should be her servant. I mean, she was willing to just sort of go along with it and pretend. You know, and once they found out and, well, wouldn't let her do it anymore, I mean, she realized, you know, hey, I can go with Wynn. He still believes that I'm who I say I am, so, you know, I'm going to go with him. Well, I think it was sort of ironic when the color secret came out at the end of the book, and um, it sort of, at the end, a lot of people, I, I think people got what they deserved and what they wanted in some cases and deserved, and um, we didn't talk about Wynn too much, but I don't know. I didn't really like him, but then he did own up to things and admit, and he came up in my book when he did that. And as far as trying to get somebody to come out of a coma, sometimes you'll do just about anything. I know we used to go in there, and I took an oldies radio, you know, took the radio in and played oldies for him, and 
I pretended to throw a pillow at him because we used to pillow fight, so I I sort of tried not, well, I didn't hurt him or anything, but I batted him a little bit with the pillow. I said, come on, Jay, fight back, or he hated beets, and I would say to him, uh, you know, he had these IVs hanging on him. I said, I'm going to I'm gonna substitute your IV um, fluid for a jar of beets if you don't get up. I mean, I'm going to get a big can of beets, and you better get up or I'm going to do that. But I wouldn't do anything blatantly mean, and I was, I was horrified when they did that, but I I, I'm not going to say it was contrived because um, whenever somebody's in a coma, sometimes you just get really desperate and you want to do something just to get them to come out. And so maybe it was a, um, a case of reverse psychology. But I don't know, them all ganging up sort of was like bullying. It seemed like bullying to me, but it wouldn't have been my approach. But you can't second guess other people either. And remember, these are just characters in a book, too. Yeah, and that's why I second guess them. I'm a fan, and I, I thought it was rather mean, but absolutely, you know, if it was someone I loved, I didn't do that to my dad, for example, who was near the end of his life. I, I just said, we need you, come back, you know, we love you. But I, it, it, people react in different ways. What about Bodie? Is he too perfect? I thought he was, well, first I thought he was gay, and then Wynn said he was black, and I thought that's possible. You know, because and Pearl, of course, threatened him because of the secret. Don't even touch those girls, any of them, you know, and blah, blah, blah. So uh, he he was perfect. You don't know if he had. We know Sela had a wild high school life, but you never hear about um, Bodie, who's Mr. Perfect, correct? Uh, Well, well, you know, but Bodie was kind of pictured to, to be kind of perfect and stuff until you realized he couldn't decide what he wanted to do with 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 uh, Bree and stuff. I got a little tired of waiting on him to, to get off his duff on that. But uh, he did seem to be a really good guy. Uh, and the other comment I was going to make about Wynn, you wanted to feel good about him for finally coming forward, but I noticed he didn't come forward until uh, uh, Kelly had come out of her coma and he knew the whole story was going to be revealed anyway. Uh, and then he got religion, I guess. But uh, uh, so, yeah. Uh, uh, that th- that's less than impressive. No, I don't think Bodie was perfect. Um, they they showed a lot. Uh, you know, you had to look for them, but there were some lapses of judgment, and he was sort of ambivalent about his love life. And um, but he was good. Um, I, I don't. I I didn't see him as being perfect. I I really didn't. Um, and I think that. You're right about when, and I guess it is right, he waited till she came out of it, and, you know, he was an alcoholic, and when she was in the coma, he did use um, use Callie as a, a scapegoat because she couldn't fight back, really, or dispute his story, so, but I don't know, at least he did come forward, and in a way, um, maybe she did become multi- uh, less dimensional with the coma because when you can't be in a coma, for that long, and um, she was always selfish somewhat, but not quite as selfish as she was at the end. And so maybe um, it was sort of fortuitous that the, if the two of them really did get back together, they probably did deserve one another. Yeah, they were a perfect match. No, I thought Fern Michaels handled that well. Let them go back to each other, live in the past, the old plantation days when they'll be king for a while until the, you know, life hits them again. Because those two are a mess, absolutely. I'm happy Sela pulled herself together, met Hatch, of course, and had kids, and 
And then uh, we know Bree. No, I just thought Bodie was very slow with Bree. You know, at first I thought he, lo- I think he was infatuated with Kelly, but uh, Bree uh, was the girl for him, obviously. But he just hesitated. He couldn't say it. He couldn't. I guess there are guys that are that shy. I, I know one who waited 17 years and finally proposed and died two years later. You know, he was an older guy, but he was just shy. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I don't think Bodie was perfect. Um, he had, it took a little to see that. And I think he always felt like he was always trying to live up to the legacy his father had left him. You know, that his father went around doing good for other people and he had made a promise that he would. And I think in his way, he was trying to live up to that as much as he could. And um, the judge, the judge was another one that he had, he kept all of this a secret and he finally was everything came you know he came clean there with Bodie but the judge was another good guy yeah they were good but did were they right is that the only way it had to go Pearl had to keep this secret well she said till Lazarus told her to tell the truth and all that and the judge had to keep the secret to protect the dynasty of the Parkers uh he would have blown up the family uh and we wonder if he did Kelly a favor, a fa- uh, I mean, a, you know, did, did he help her? You know, she went on her her fairyland or whatever uh, type thing. So uh, you wonder about that, uh, you know, the, the Pearl, especially. She knew an awful lot seeing it develop and never said a word. Yeah, and maybe she, maybe they all did that because they were afraid if they told the truth. The four, well, the kids wouldn't have been able to handle it. Callie, especially, and Bodie and the others eventually did and would have. But maybe they had to keep it a secret for a time for that reason. Maybe they were afraid it would all just blow up. And that nobody would be able to handle it. And they wanted to give them that illusion that everything was perfect for a while. Well, with three minutes left, Randy, um, since you read the next book, do you want to talk a little bit about it? Okay. The next book is These Things Hidden by Heather Gudenkoff. And it's a very intense book. Um, it's about a young girl, well, she's 21 when the book opens, and she's coming out of prison, um, and it deals with her, she's trying to reconnect with her sister, and there's a reason that her sister doesn't want to reconnect with her. And her parents, her there's a lot of family dynamics, and um, a lot of things that go on. Um, 
I don't want to, I can't really say too much about it because it's one of those books where there are a few different plots going on at the same time because you have a little boy and his adoptive parents in there too and it's it all comes together and um, it's like I said it's very intense so just be forewarned there's a lot of jumping back and forth between the past and present so and it's not very long so hopefully everybody will enjoy it it's read by Jill Fox I'm pretty sure and um, it is written in the first person I haven't read a whole lot of it yet but it it seems to be really good so hopefully you guys will enjoy it the DB number is 73467 it is written uh, sorry it is read by Jill Fox and it's only eight hours and 44 minutes long I would have liked uh, yesterday better if it had only been eight hours and 44 minutes long but I think I've said enough. Uh, anyway, thank y'all for putting up with me tonight, and thanks for everybody's comments. Yeah, y'all had some, y'all had some good comments. And <clears throat> Randy, I don't know who chose yesterday if you did, but I want to say, yeah, got a little long, but I we couldn't stop reading it. So it was a good re- it was a good choice, and I'm looking forward to reading the next book. I think I did download it, haven't read it yet. So uh, thank you, great discussion. Thank you everybody for your comments, and Alan. You're entitled to your opinion. Everybody is. So, hey, I hope you like this next one better. Um, There are some parts that are sad, so just know that. But it's still, I think it's a, a good book.